Hello, and welcome to 30 Days of Grub. Did you ever think that you were the underdog? Did you question whether you had what it took in you to be the hero of the story? Well, Dumbling proves the case that underdogs can save the day. Take a listen in episode 19, The Golden Goose. There once was a man who had three sons. The youngest was called Dumbling, which means dunce or simpleton. He was despised, made fun of, and ignored at every opportunity. It just so happened that the eldest brother decided to go into the forest to cut wood, and before he left, his mother gave him a nice, fine sponge cake and a bottle of wine so that he wouldn't suffer from hunger and thirst. When he got into the forest, he met a little wizened, gray-faced old dwarf who bade him good day and said, Please give me a piece of the cake you have in your pouch and a drop of your wine. I am so hungry and thirsty. But the clever son answered, If I give you my cake and wine, I shall have nothing left for myself. Go on your way. And he left the little man standing there and walked on. Soon after, when chopping the tree, he miscalculated, missed, and the axe cut into his arm so that he had to go home and have it bandaged. And this had been the little gray man's doing. Thereupon the second son went into the forest, and like the eldest, his mother gave him a sponge cake and a bottle of wine. He too met the old gray dwarf, who stopped him to ask for a piece of the cake and a drop of the wine. But the second son also spoke quite brusquely and said, Whatever you get, I shall lose. Go on your way. And he left the dwarf standing there. It was not long before he was punished as well. After dealing the tree a few blows, he cut his leg and had to be carried home. Then Dumbling said, Father, now let me go out and cut wood. The father replied, Your brothers have been injured doing it. Don't meddle with it. You know nothing about cutting trees. But Dumbling begged and begged till the father gave in at last and said, Go there then. You'll be wiser from your mistakes. His mother gave Dumbling a cake, one that had been cooked with water and in ashes, and a bottle of sour beer. He came into the forest and also met the old gray dwarf. The dwarf greeted him and said, Give me a piece of your cake and a drink out of your bottle. I am so hungry and thirsty. I only have a plain cake baked in the ashes and sour beer, said Dumbling, but if you find it to your taste, we will sit down and eat together. Then they sat down, and when Dumbling unwrapped his plain cake, it had turned into a fine sponge cake and the beer into good wine. They ate and drank, and the dwarf said, you have a kind heart, and you are willing to share with what you have with others, so I will bring good fortune to you. See that old tree there? Go and cut it down, and you'll find something in the roots. Then the little man said goodbye. Dumbling went over to the tree, cut it down, and when it fell, a goose was sitting among its roots, with feathers of pure gold. He lifted it out, took it with him, and went to an end to spend the night. Now the innkeeper had three daughters, and when they saw the goose, they wondered what a miraculous bird it was, and positively yearned to possess one of its golden feathers. The eldest thought to herself, I am sure I'll find an opportunity to pull out just one feather. And when Dumbling left the room for a while, she seized the goose by the wing, but her fingers and hands stuck fast to it. Soon after, the second daughter came with no other idea than to take a golden feather for herself. But as soon as she touched her sister, she got stuck too. Finally, the third sister came in with the same intention. Her two sisters shouted, Keep away, for heaven's sake, keep away. But she didn't understand why she should not come in and thought to herself, 
Why shouldn't I be there when they are there? And she leapt forward, but scarcely had she touched her sister than she stuck to her. So they had to keep company with the goose all night. The next morning, Dumbling put the goose under his arm and set out without just as much of a thought for the three girls who were hanging on to it. They just had to follow him at a trot, now right, now left, as the fancy took him. Out in the fields they met the parson, and on seeing Dumbling's procession said, "'Shame on you, you disgraceful girls. Why are you chasing this lad through the fields? It's indecent!' With these words, he seized the youngest by the hand to pull her back, but the moment he touched her, he too got stuck and had to run on behind. Before long, the sexton came along, and seeing his master, the parson, following on the heels of three girls, was astounded and cried out, "'Hey, parson, what's the big hurry? Don't, we, don't forget we have a christening today.' And he ran up to him and caught him by the sleeve, but he too was stuck fast. As they were thus trudging along, one behind the other, two peasants with their mattocks came across the field. The parson, calling out to them, begged them to cut him and the sexton free. However, the moment they touched them, they stuck to him, and now there were seven of them running behind Dumbling and his goose. Now they came to a city where a king who ruled had a daughter, so sad that nobody could make her laugh. He had proclaimed that whoever could make her laugh should marry her. When Dumbling heard about this, he appeared before the princess with his goose and its train of people. When she saw the seven people running one behind the other after him and his goose, she burst into loud laughter and laughed and laughed and couldn't stop. Then Dumbling asked for her to become his wife, but the king didn't like his would-be son-in-law and made all kinds of excuses, saying that he would first have to produce a man who could drink dry a cellar full of wine. Dumbling thought about the gray dwarf and how he might help him, so he went into the forest and at the place where he had cut down the tree, he saw a man looking very miserable. Dumbling asked him what was the matter. The man said, I am terribly thirsty and cannot quench my thirst at all. Cold water doesn't agree with me. I did empty a cask of wine, but what's a drop like that on a dry stone? Well, I can help you, said Dumbling. Just come along with me and you shall have your fill. Then he took him into the king's cellar and the man fell upon the big casks and drank and drank until his lips ached. And before the day had passed, he had drunk the cellar dry. Again, Dumbling demanded his bride, but the king was annoyed to think that a low-born fellow whom everyone called a simpleton should walk off with his daughter. So he laid down new conditions. First, he would have to produce a man who could eat up a mountain of bread. Without delay, Dumbling went straight into the forest. There, on the same spot as before, sat a man who was tightening his belt and looking the picture of misery. He said to Dumbling, I've eaten a whole oven full of grated bread, but what good is that when one is as hungry as I am? My stomach remains empty, and I am tightening my belt to help stop the pangs of hunger, but I fear I shall starve to death. Dumbling was overjoyed to hear this and said, Get up and come with me. You shall eat your fill. So he took him to the king's court. The king had all the flour and the whole kingdom brought to the palace and a monstrous mountain of bread baked from it. Then the man from the forest stood before it and began to eat, and in a day the whole mountain had disappeared. For the third time, Dumbling asked for his bride, but the king again found an excuse and demanded a ship that could sail both on land and on water. The moment you come sailing along it, you shall have my daughter for your wife. Dumbling went straight into the forest, and there he found the gray old dwarf. The dwarf said, 
I've drunk and I've eaten for you, and I'll also give you the ship you need. I am doing this all because you once took pity on me. So he gave Dunling the ship that could sail on both land and water, and when the king saw it, he could no longer refuse to give him his daughter. The wedding was celebrated, and after the king's death, Dumling inherited the kingdom, and he and his wife lived happily ever after.